Hello and welcome to The Don Father, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. And just like our delicious Christmas soup might not look appetising, might not smell appetising, but some leftovers the next day can taste just as good. What do we think, fam? It's true. It's true. Another ugly win from the boys. Yeah, I uh, actually, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked there. I was thinking about uh, when when you'll put the, ed- the editing on this and the listeners will still have. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, Matthew, but that's the uh, end of the show. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> What's it at the start? It's, uh, it's, the, it's the main theme. Uh, is it a slightly different melody, is it? It is. You're thinking of the love theme. Uh, I was okay. I'm getting mixed up with the end one. Gosh, and you oh, well, call yourself a part of this podcast, Matthew? Well, I'd have the second most caps. Uh, Only because you've clearly got no life or something. Like you're just always available. Because I'm the first. Because actually, when I and I, I don't want to talk about commitment tonight. Because I was about uh, 25 minutes late to the show. Got uh-huh. a bit, little bit distracted. <laughs> And yeah, I ran out of time to put clothes on as well. Uh, Doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Exactly right. You know, you know, I have I'm... to look at it. I feel violated. My eyeballs feel violated. <laughs> if, Sorry, no one, um, visual, no, visual gag. Not no one can see me just flexing in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'd have second most caps and on uh, second on... Uh, hosting, like, you know, in terms of 2IC. So. Look at this. He hosts one show and thinks all of a sudden he's the star. Like, well, you were the one calling it the best show ever and uh, I would one argue, of the greats. I would argue that was because of the contribution of myself and our media manager, Daniela. We, yeah, okay. I was going to say something a bit uh, banterous there, but I won't, I won't roll Do it. I dare you. I dare you. I was going to say, my shoulders are still a bit sore from, from carrying it. <laughs> still, bloody hell. I've played Actually, North Melbourne twice now since. I was going to say, interestingly, it was also the North Melbourne game. Mm, the mm. Kanga, 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 Roo, Roo, Roo. <laughs> tell you what, they were good. This is, uh, this is a, this is, we're off to a flying start, but uh, they, they were good on the weekend. Uh, and we'll get into it a bit later, but they, I was very impressed, North Melbourne. They're, uh, they're not going to be... Salad dolls for much longer. I wasn't impressed. By North? No. Shit jumper, shit players, shit performance. Sorry, I had a drink shit. and I might have kept my mic too close there. Shit Sorry, logo, listeners. shit coach, shit club. There's nothing to like about them. Well, fair enough. I um, hate North Melbourne. You hate every single team. Like, I don't think that there's one pod that we've done where you haven't been like, I hate that team. That's because I go for Essendon. Yeah, but you can also still like spread some love and joy, you know, especially in these times where people are miserable and isolated. I'm not Santa Claus. Well, you should be. Nick, you you change your opinions and I'm assuming you change your underwear every day, (laughs) but you change your opinions more than you change your underwear. I do. Last week, well, last week you were saying, "Oh, North Melbourne, and it's not much of us." And now you're saying you hate them, and so oh, they're nothing. They're a nothing game. Uh, and then we go on the truck, like, "Yeah, I'm really impressed." Oh no, truck this, no. You just make up your, yeah, you. He just can't, yeah, just make up his mind, can he? I'm the voice no, of the he people. Can't. He's literally the- like Melbourne weather, four seasons in one day. Hmm. Just can't make up his mind. But uh, I suppose, uh, does Ashley listen to these by any chance? Ashley Highly would not unlikely. even know where to find the Don Father. Yeah, right. I was going to say, because she would make decisions in that household because <laughs> you'd be, between before work and after work, you'd have two different minds made up. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> anyway, this is... Uh, We're off to a cracker. Let's, <laughs> let, let's take a little bit of a break and then when we come back... We'll have a chat about our game against the Kanga, 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 Roo, Roo, Roos. 
together a solo podcast about the Essendon Football Club. In this series of lectures, I'm going to take you through the performances, my likes, my dislikes, and the ins and outs of our game against the Kangaroos. Okay, so I can log off, can I? <laughs> We're done. I'll go back to watching Survivor then. Yeah, get on it. Thanks, get on it. thanks for having me. But, so, uh, tell us, Matthew, likes and dislikes. <sighs> well, I'm going to start with... Uh, uh, I'm really getting locked down, Brian. It's really getting to me. Um, Jeez, it's been like five minutes, Maddie. Uh, All right, that's I'll, enough. No, I'll, 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 I'll kick us off. I'll kick us give off. Us a, give us a sec. I like to build it up like Ben Hurt. <laughs> I've got a dislike. Go. Well, all right. All right, then. I've got a dislike. I was going to say, okay. I dislike that that was Tom Cutler's best performance in the red and black. Why do you dislike that? I dislike it because he's a podcast whipping boy and he's going to keep his spot for a third week in a row. He's going to have to find a new whipping boy. Your two whipping boys, Three Meter Peter and Tom Cutler, were probably two of the best on ground. I... I Need to, I need to concede that I agree with this statement. Oh, and well, oh, there you that go. That was going to be my that was going to be my like before I was rudely cut off and <laughs> uh, I'm not I can't think of the word. But when you just sort of interrupted, but you know when you just sort of cut, you just cut loose and just get out of here. You know what I mean? Uh, stood down from. Uh, oh, that's not really that's not really fair, but. Uh, I was actually going to say my like was, uh, well, he's, he relates to our number one ticket holder as well, but uh, two-metre leader, Cedar, Peter Wright, uh, he was fantastic. He, he had a almost, good game, didn't he? He was, uh, I mean, you know, was he on Ben Mackay? Was he playing on Ben Mackay? Uh, if, no, he wasn't. Ben Mackay was on him. Okay, that, that was the match. I couldn't remember because I, yeah, I was tired. Tarrant might have gone to hooker. I can't uh, can't quite remember, but he was fantastic. And uh, just reminding us why he was a first round draft pick and was sort he really? of said, "Okay, play." Yep. So he's you know he's all oh, those you know uh, if you um, had the commentary on, uh, you know he's getting close to 100 games, and they sort of said now's the point in his career where he's got to establish himself and, and say, "No, I've put in the foundation. Now's my time to cement myself as an actual AFL quality player." And what he displayed uh, on the on the weekend was significant enough that you'd say, "Hey, why wasn't he getting a go at Gold Coast?" At Gold Coast, I, mean, I know he was behind a few others, but uh, the seeming just how far down the pecking order he was, I find that really surprising. He's such a he's, he's got talent. I don't think you can deny that. I think uh, it's been his application and his hardness at the contest. Um, and then if you look at Gold Coast in particular, they had Sam Day, who was probably ahead of him, well, definitely ahead of him because he was getting a game. And then they were trying to get games into Ben King. So when you only got one spot for an established tall and someone's playing better than you, it'd be very hard. It's like no one's no senior player. It's, it's why Phillips doesn't get a game when Sam Draper's fit, right? Because... Mm. They're not. They're not going to take out Harry Jones to put in, um, to put in Phillips, and so he just doesn't get the spot. It's not that he is not an best twenty-two quality player. It's that that football club was in a development phase that didn't quite fit Peter right in. Well, he was only twenty-four last year, or twenty-three. What? What was he? I'm just having a look right now. He was he born would... in ninety-six. So he's, yeah, twenty. He would have been twenty four last year. He's twenty four now, so September. Okay, so he's, yeah, twenty three, twenty four last year. Like it, it's not, uh, it's not an age where you throw the baby out of the bath. But I, I just felt I, I didn't watch too many Gold Coast games, but it just seemed he was so far down the pecking order. Mm. Um, perhaps some injury. I can't remember it either. But it's surprising you have a man, you know, that sort of quality. Um, and he's had a few, you know, two or three goal haul nows across the, a season. Um, you know, that's a that's a significant contribution as a as a key forward like that. You might not put you like I said. I don't, I don't think it puts him in the A grade category, but puts you in a very respectable uh, company. I, I would have thought. Well, he's just ticked over eighty one games, so 
And and it was my criticism earlier in the year, and admittedly it didn't come into his game on the weekend, but he's been a bit soft and he's been a bit unsure of himself and perhaps he just needed an opportunity where someone said to him, like Ben Rutten, you're going to play every week. I'm certain that his best football will come probably two years from now, if not next year. Um, and, and whatever his ceiling is, uh, they, as we were saying last week, they said on the sash that if he can fulfill that David Hale-esque role, then we'll have had a, a really good uh, pickup from him. But he certainly showed on the weekend that he could be a very, very good second forward. I don't know that he's got the ability to be a number one forward, but he certainly can be a very good second forward pinch hitter in the ruck, that's for sure. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm just looking at David Hale's stats now. Uh, career uh, averages... What do you have? Ten disposals a game, four marks, uh, and just under a goal a game. I reckon that's probably selling Peter Wright short. I think. I think if you look at his whole career, I think it is selling Peter Wright short. But I, what I mean specifically is his time at Hawthorne when he was a Premiership player across those three years. I think he he really played quite an important role that may not even necessarily be reflected in the stats. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah. So he's he's at Hawthorne where he's best, um, but I, I said like he didn't average over a goal a game. Uh, didn't average, oh, it's, you know, took well, yeah, around four to five marks a game, uh, three to five, we'll say. Um, I, I think that's selling him. I think Peter Wright can be. I, I get the role. I get the what they're saying. Like he can play that role for him. Um, but I think he can play better than than what Hale did. I, I agree. I think he's got more ability than David Hale. Yeah, and it's not disrespect to David Hale either. Three time Premiership player, but uh, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't wouldn't sell Peter Wright short of his of his capabilities. I think he uh, he can be very good, if not. Well, it depends who we who we bring in, but he could be a number one if if he. I think he's absolute ceiling. He could be a decent number one forward option. I, I think our best case scenario is Harry Jones becomes our number one forward and Peter Wright becomes his foil. And they okay. can create a, a, a tandem between the two of them. That's very, very hard to stop. Particularly if we can get Sammy Draper able to rest in the forward line. I think that's a combination of tools. Then you add a, a waterman and a stringer as the mediums that go tall or small, and then you play two smalls: Snelling, Tipper, um, Devon Smith, whoever. Mm. Uh, uh, he's saying that for the rest of this year, maybe next year. No, I say going on, moving through the years. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I mean, you might be a bit premature on a Josh Air there, and um, whatever we've got in Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, they. But we don't know yet with those guys. Hmm. No, okay, well, I see what you're saying just at this point in time. That's fair enough. Josh Eyre, by all reports, has the athleticism that he could potentially be anything. Um, but no, we're, we're waffling on and agreeing that Peter Wright had a good game and it has a future at Essendon, essentially. Mm, well, with uh, performances of that nature, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Laura, you got any likes or dislikes? Um, so I have a dislike that leads into a like. Okay. So my dislike is that filthy number 38 for the Kangaroos, Tristan Zeri, I think his name is, and his really big late hit on Dyson Heppel that I just thought was completely unnecessary. Um, But my like off the back of that was the way that the boys stood up. I think it was Jordan Ridley that stepped in um, firstly to – just, you know, show him that that wasn't on and then the rest of the team got involved and I really liked seeing that fight and that spirit from the boys. Yeah, get around him. Get around him. Bring back it was the good. Biff. It was good, wasn't it? Um, it, it uh, look, a display of heart. I don't, I don't think yeah, we saw that. We've seen that for a few years. You know, you'd see like people go in, but you can just tell when it means something versus when 
you know, you're just sort of doing it as a means of, well, I've sort of got to do it. Um, nah, and I think we've spoken about that every week, so I don't think we need to speak about it anymore. But, uh, no, I totally agree. Laura, another, I've got a, another like, if you don't mind. Tell me. Jeez. Now, how this guy didn't get picked up in the national draft. Oh, you stole mine. Go for it. Absolutely beyond me. Uh, Sam Durham. Durries. Dooza. With his quality mullet, he actually looks like a miniature Durham. clone of um, Sam Draper. You're like a mini-me. Yeah. <laughs> mini-me. <laughs> if you don't put just the two of us, the um, Awesome Powers version in here somewhere, I'll be extremely disappointed. At first when I heard Frau say I had a clone, I knew that I was safe because I'd never be alone. <laughs> With a frick frick here and a frick frick there. Frickin' idiot. <laughs> oh, what's he, uh, what's he, uh... Hold the world ransom for... One million dollars. Isn't it one hundred million dollars? One hundred... No, uh, so, million dollars isn't a lot of money. <laughs> Why make trillions and we can make billions? <laughs> trillions more than billion numbnuts. Oh, such a quality movie. Oh, so silly. Oh, no, he says, don't you think we should hold the world ransom for a little more than a million dollars? <laughs> oh, James. Hold the world ransom for... One hundred billion dollars. <laughs> so Sam Durham. Yes. Clean by foot, willing in the contest. Great smother to to actually keep us in front late in the game. It, there was a lot to like about his game. He he tackles hard. He chases hard. I can't see him losing his spot. I was really happy with him. He's just a footy player. Yeah. Isn't he? Like obviously he missed that one. <laughs> he's just a footy player. Okay. No, you know what I mean? Him. Like he's just out there. He's like I'm just just playing footy. Just. Like some kids, you know, they'll get in and particularly if you've come in the mid-season draft and, and, and that sort of thing and it would have thrown you around, you know, you're up in uh, Gold Coast and, and it, you know, being thrown every which way but um, he he just like looked comfortable, didn't he? He just had a crack, mm. um, got on the outside beautifully, like got into really dangerous space for us, uh, used it terrifically apart from that set shot but I'm sure he'll uh, put that one behind him. Yeah, uh, I well, was only, really, yeah. He only had eleven touches, surprisingly, but he seemed to have a, a lot more impact on the contest than than eleven touches suggested. Yeah, what sort of uh, what was his meters gain there? If if you've got it up, uh, one twenty nine. I I felt like his game felt better than that to me. That's I mean, from eleven possessions, that's not too too bad. Yeah, it's what uh, one point two something meters per. No, ten point two. Yeah, ten point two meters per possession. So it's and not. How, how many kicks did he have? He had eight kicks, four handballs. No, okay. seven kicks, four handballs. Okay, so only so, uh, yeah. So you're not going to make a lot of ground up on on handballs. So from seven kicks, I would have thought that's. Yeah, I felt like I felt like he had a really good good game. I was really pleased with him, and I think he deserved to keep his spot. Um, certainly until uh, Langford comes back. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. Mm. Um, it was good. I mean, if we can just highlight from a, a fellow uh, AFC enthusiast, uh, Glory and Fame posted a photo of uh, Sam Sam Durham uh, holding up the, the famous 42 jumper. Very famous. And Very they famous said, by Nathan Lovett Murray. Yeah, they said, it's been a few years since we saw someone happy to don the sash in the number 42. Go well in your debut today. Does I actually thought that was a uh, that was a very smart whack. Yes. Um, but uh, no, well played. So no, big big like Sam Durham. Mm, mm. I've got a dislike two, in fact. But I'll start with with. The Are you going to steal mine? Uh, my dislike is the commentators on That's Fox Footy. David King. They were in love with North Melbourne, talking are. about how young they were, how good they were, etc., etc. And then about halfway through the third quarter, they're like, oh, actually, Essendon has the second youngest team of the round behind Gold Coast. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. North Melbourne were out playing us, but we had less games, less experience, and we were younger than them. 
Mm. I reckon Essendon get a rough trot from the commentators, don't they? Like they never have anyone that's just like really praising them, even if they're doing well. Yeah, well, you go. I haven't found that this year. I found they've been a lot more positive about the game style, et cetera, this year. But actually, Dermy has, if you listen to Dermot Brereton talk about the Bombers, which is Mm. very, um, yeah, unusual from him. I think um, there's a lot of surprise as to actually how good we've been this year. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if you know if you guys feel the same, but I, I'm uh, I I don't I'm not I, 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 yeah I didn't think we'd be in the eight at this stage of the year, but I, like I've said before, I don't I didn't think we'd be as bad as what everyone would think. I'm not I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, but not at all. You can get what I mean. A, actually, <laughs> they're perplexed. They're pulling their headphones out right now. I think they did that a long time ago. To be to be fair, <laughs> I think so. But uh, yeah, like I, what's it? What's how am I? I'm surprised no. without being shocked. Maybe that's that's how I'll put it. Mm. Because there seems to be a shock that Essendon are in the eight. It's mm. like you wanted them to be in this position, but you weren't sure that they would be in this position. Is in your heart of hearts, you didn't believe. He wanted yeah, to uh, believe, but he just couldn't quite get there. Uh, like I said, I was, I'm was i surprised without being shocked as to uh, our current position at this point in the season. Well, I mean, mm. you did believe in the truck, so. Yeah, from, from day dot. From day dot. Yep. <sighs> Yep, 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 down to truck. Not too say. many in the room tonight could say the same. I've, I've definitely been on the truck bandwagon since the beginning. Don't you just mean you've been on the truck? It's not a bandwagon, mm. it's just the truck. Yeah, on the road train. You've been on the, you have most definitely, if we can say one thing for certain, it's that you have not been on that truck. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've, I've been a truck fan for, since the beginning. If you I can try to cut in the murmuring. And, and hold on to the the toe, what's the thing? The toe ball at the end. Like like Woody in Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll just cut it through the bicker and actually offer some. Uh, some quality content. Some decent opinion, football opinion. Uh Dislike was our start. I thought we were very lethargic to start. Mm. Very lethargic. Yeah, there, there was patches in that first half where Essendon just did not run back defensively. And it was really surprising. I wonder what, what gets a group like that. Um, I'm, I've never been in the inner sanctum, right? So I couldn't tell you. But um, everyone seemed off. Merritt wasn't pushing. No one was really pushing back that hard. They were just was, really um, letting them get way ahead of them like everywhere around the grounds. They were just not running with the North players. They weren't, um, yeah, sticking to their man. It was a really shitty start. Mm. Mm. I um, I have to admit I was never really that worried because we were playing so poorly and North was still only one or two goals ahead. Um, and we actually controlled patches of play but just didn't convert properly. So I thought if we can... There were, Watching that game, I thought we've got a lot of improvement in us. It just needs we just need to get it happening, and to our credit, we did. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I um, I think well, for the majority of the second quarter, we were all over them without uh, without showing it on the scoreboard. I think we we're getting into you know we're just missing easy shots. We weren't converting. Um, you know, I think it was one Braden Ham had a shot on goal, and you know decided to handball to Hooker, and and you know yeah. Uh, and then Hooker tried to handball back, and well, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. He just had to kick it, um, Ham. So, yeah, we kicked, I, um, we kicked one goal six in the second quarter. To yeah, there you go. Two goals. Exactly so, right. So seven on on two. But we actually yeah. scored the same number of points in that case. Yes, Laura. Thank you for more <laughs> shots, Captain Mathematician. So same, same, broke even. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 no, I'm just trying to answer your question. What gets a group like that? I wonder if I was going to say the sun factor, but they're also coming from uh, a very uh, cold Victoria. Mm. Um, yeah, if I, yeah. It's quite maybe- disruptive, though. Like, I mean, they got word. When did we find out we're going into lockdown? Thursday morning. 
So they probably found out like Wednesday night, had to pack up quickly. No, they found out Thursday morning. Oh, did they? Or whenever nah, they left, they, were they found on, out. Yeah, they were already on a plane early on Thursday. So I'm pretty sure they found out the night before. Because um, one of the – which other teams had to leave quickly? They said, oh, we've got to call the night before saying pack a bag and blah, blah, blah. That was the Sydney teams, but the um, but Essendon and North Melbourne found out the morning of. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, on that though – that's a huge dislike for me is the AFL currently um, that I feel the Bombers keep getting screwed in these match relocations. Like I don't understand why um, Richmond went up to Queensland and they've flown back to Melbourne. Um, a few other te- – what other teams have come back to Melbourne since this round? I'm not sure who's who's flown in and out, but so I, I know – I definitely know Richmond flew back to Melbourne and another Melbourne team did from Queensland – and the bombers are just yeah stuck up there. And the the thing is, if if we stay for the next two weeks, two rounds in in Queensland, that means we'll have played eleven of twenty two interstate this year. Which is which is more, which is more than West Coast and Fremantle, and more than the Sydney teams, and more than the Adelaide teams. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Part of the part of the COVID deal, really. It Someone's going to miss out. It doesn't make sense. Like, why did they play Carlton and Collingwood at the MCG on Sunday night, and they relocated Essendon and the Kangaroos from Melbourne? Like, it doesn't yeah, actually make any sense. I found that equally as strange. Um, I, I I don't because we were one ten at, at Marvel, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I I don't understand that. Especially Maybe... when our next two games are against the two Sydney teams and they were both supposed to be in Melbourne and the both Sydney teams were already in Melbourne. I'm sure there's a reason that we don't know because we're not in the inner workings, right? It's potentially that other teams that are in Queensland, the Sydney teams are playing, etc. I'm sure there's machinations. But the reality is we've gotten unlucky in that we're going to play more. Inter- because the draw was so unfair to us early, had we had a standard draw where our road trips were spread across the breadth of the season, it would be fine, right? But because we, in the first 10 rounds, we played five or six away, and then we had, we've had two or three relocated for COVID, suddenly our travel schedule has been through the roof as opposed to being a standard schedule that some other teams might have gotten. Mm. To me, it's – it just – the fixtures, you can't – there's no point – and I know we're, we're only speculating and we're giving our opinion in a podcast, but it's it's a, like you can't do anything about the fixture. If you're going to spend your time – you know, I, I think it would be very poor from the club to spend their time uh, or waste their time, I should say, complaining about it because um, I think, you know, a trade of a good side is you just go, okay, well, you want them to play us there, fine, we'll beat them there. Um, you want us to go over there and whack them? Okay, no worries. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. So no, you're, you're 100 correct that a, a good team will play any. Ross Lyon says it all the time. Anywhere, anytime team. You just play. You get the same performance home away. That that's what we're striving to be. Absolutely. Exactly. But when, and I agree with that, and I think that's definitely something to strive for. But we're not there yet. And when you're trying, when you're scrounging to make the finals in the situation that we're in, um, you need a bit of luck, and we're just not getting that luck. And if we make the eight, no one can say that we don't deserve it because absolutely we do. Yeah, well, um, anyone who makes the eight deserves it. But no, I How see what you're saying. <laughs> well, they, they won enough games, so um, no, I see what you're saying. But I also think. Uh, you know, you can see it as a as a hindrance, but with such a young side as well, I, I see that as, um, and it, like we've said it all before, but like some someone like a West Coast who are very old, a lot of dads, yes, a travel schedule like that would beat you up, and they do have to do it in a normal season. They do it, you know, ten times a year or whatever it is. Um, but for a younger side, I, I don't see. I see it as an advantage. I, I see this as genuinely. It's you know. definitely for a club that seems to enjoy spending time together. I think it's it's really good for them to get away and be in each other's company, and it really brings the group together. I I agree. Mm, mm. Any like you're gonna yeah exactly you're gonna tell me a, a group of nineteen to 
most of them are what 23 24 you know uh well we get to go to the albeit you know you're going to be wrapped up in a in the same place they're not staying in uh in hostels <laughs> you know like they're staying yeah. in nice resorts but in time you know there's plenty of facilities etc they'd be having a ball they'd be happy you know but where where it is unfair though is we played both GWS and Sydney in Sydney in twice we flew to Sydney twice in a three week block and and we've got a return game against them so they get the home ground advantage and the return games against them are going to be at a neutral venue so we don't get to and and Sydney beat us with some very lucky decisions going their way with the home crowd in their favour um, GWS you know. Again, similar similar situation, and we don't get the opportunity to do that to them on our home deck. That's where it's unfair. It's not it's not the teams that you play once or the other Melbourne teams or whatever. It's when you've played a team away and you don't get the opportunity to play them at your home ground. Yeah, but if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, we'd be saying thank you very much. So it, it is a, unfortunately it's a reflection of the time, and you know, it's just a a, a COVID consequence really, and. If we want the season to roll on, uh, just something you're gonna have to deal with, um, mm. particularly particularly Victorian teams, because we seem to be subject to lockdowns and the like more so than any other state, um, for one reason or another. I'm not here to speculate on a football <laughs> podcast, uh, but yeah, I it's it you know. There's not you much to cop do it. About it. No, there's nothing you can do about it, uh, and. You've got to be able to cop it as a club and and persevere. You have to, otherwise, you're, you're not you're not going to do anything if you're going to be that sort of that sort of club. So um, so let's talk about where we were able to get um, back on top in the match. So I I think really it came down to work rate, right? They were outworking us, and certainly they were winning a lot of centre clearances and getting on top in that regard, and. I think really the pressure just got lifted in that second quarter and then certainly in the second half. Tackle pressure went up, forward pressure went up. Um, I was still a little bit unhappy with our forward entries. We seemed to be bombing it long. Luckily, we were bringing it to ground in a lot of instances. But certainly the where that game switched on its head was when our pressure lifted. Yeah, no, well, yeah, of course. Uh, the, the pressure factor was uh, almost non-existent in the first half. Um, we seem to be the worst side in the comp. Actually, we are ranked number 18th for defending ball movement. Mm. Uh, now, I don't know whether that's by design and it's like, okay, let your opponent move the ball around but then force them to kick long and high into our back line and we'll just, you know, we won't let a mark. Mm-hmm. Um that's the feeling I get. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, it was work. I think, yeah, you know, our senior players stood up. Uh, and we, we haven't mentioned this guy enough tonight, but Jake Stringer was absolutely monumental. He was Especially huge. Especially in that turnaround. I don't think anyone represents an Essendon or creates an Essendon win more than Jake Stringer. He He's James Hurd-like in the way that when the game is on the line, he plays his best yeah 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 he, he does things when it counts doesn't he yeah um yeah no he he was he was, i think it, although we were the youngest side in the comp i really i thought it was our senior players that were the difference mm. uh Merritt and parish obviously started getting their hands on the ball a little bit more stringer stepped up uh peter wright you know was all over his bloke tom cutler um yeah. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Um, Tommy Cutler, number 12. Well, he's had, he's had 19 possessions for 200 meters, 250 metres gained for 86% game time. And look, it's two weeks in a row where he's probably had his two best games for Essendon. But we've also played the two worst teams in the comp in those two weeks. He's coming. He's building. He's just he's building. building a bit of confidence. And... Slowly, slowly, he'll be there constantly in the best 22. Just you wait. Look, nothing would please me more than You're another contributing liar. player. <laughs> but um, I'm yet to be con- – the jury is still out. That passage of play where he got the ball essentially from the back line 
few handballs, kept running, ended up with somebody who marked it, who passed it on to Will Snelling. Like, yes, it was a miss, but that passage of play from Tom Cutler. Even I saw the little wry smile on your face at the end of that. Mm. He The penny's dropping for him. He, he's starting to realise his weapons. He's starting to realise, I think he's realised, hey, if I don't uh, give it everything I, I've got, uh, or you know, stop being tentative and thinking about things that uh, my career is gonna, you know, it's gonna go down the drain. Uh, and I think he's playing in that sort of free state because he knows, well, my career was over regardless. Um, I may as well just just play. And it's, it, I think, he, I think he'll earn himself another contract with the way he's playing. Um, but well, he's we know he's got attributes. He's got the the size. He's got a bit of pace for his size as well. He he moves really well. Oh, he, he's a fantastic him. mover. Yeah. No, he's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, if he, if he can play like that every week, bring that sort of and, – and know his weapons and, and use them, uh, yeah, if the, the penny keeps dropping like it has, uh, I think we've got a player there. Mm. Yeah, and look, if he continues on this trajectory, then then I'm, I'd be content to have him in the team. Number but 12 is... on your jumper. It's a sign. You guys are destined to be just soulmates, you two. <laughs> You're enough, enough. He, um, at the moment, he's below average in every category on the yeah, stats. That's on average of so um, they would have counted the days he was sub as well in the mm. stats. So and so the thing is, um, if if he keeps his spot and he may just need an extended run in the ones, right? Like, it, it, and we've said in the past, it's difficult being the sub playing a quarter, playing a half, trying to get... Then getting dropped again to the sub, etc., etc. Um, you know, maybe an extended run in the ones is just what he needs. It's just a tonic. Mm. No, I, yeah, I think it was a mindset thing for him. He's got the attributes, clearly. Um, he, he just needs to know his weapons and, and, and use them. And I think he I think he can. So, uh, And I hope he does. Yeah. Just needs an opportunity anyway. to build some confidence. Yeah, I think so, he's built it, yeah. So, dislike. 24 mm. free kicks to 11. Mm. What was the disposal count? The disposal count? Mm. Of free kicks we're talking about? No, no, of, of football. Well, you'd assume if, if perhaps they had a higher disposal count. And we, you know, like we oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Uh, total disposals. We had 369. They had 343. Okay, well, that's really interesting then. And we're down by that many free kicks. Dude, and what was frustrating, I mean, the number's not important because free kicks don't need to be even, but it shows an inconsistency in decision-making because there was clear ones getting paid their way that didn't get paid ours. Mm. Yeah. You'll bring up umpires every single week, won't you? I hate them. He was losing <laughs> his tiny little mind. Well, what, how would you know? Um, because we were watching via FaceTime. Ah, the real-life FaceTime. The real-life FaceTime, yes, mm. yes. Some of us don't have KO subscriptions and because, you know, like bloody the broadcasting rights, can't watch it on the TV. So got to do what you got to do for your mental health in these times, Matthew. Fair enough. I suppose um, you do uh, live alone, so... I do live alone, yes. You were just uh, doing what you had to do. but In my um, bubble. Yeah, you were in your bubble, yeah. Fair enough. So I was, I was really pleased with clearances. Um, total clearances were on top. Stoppage clearances were on top by a lot. Uh, but centre clearances we lost by four. So overall, I'm, I'm really pleased with how we're going around the coalface. But centre clearances, and that late in that game, that really hurt us. I think North Melbourne got six in a row. Ended up with three or four goals to really um, get them very close to catching us again. Mm, Sorry, um, yeah, no, they they were um, very they were they. Were, I wasn't comfortable till I saw the clock go past a minute to go, and then I thought, okay, now we've got it. But no, they uh, they didn't let up. They didn't just roll over. Um, they kept fighting, didn't they? Right till the I, end. They did. They did, and. Although we've got a younger average age, I 
I get the feeling that their main, you know, like our senior players are, uh, you know, Stringer, Merritt, Parrish. Um, you, you maybe throw Laverde in that category and, and uh, Snelling's getting up there and Tipper. I, I feel like it was their main sort of group, uh, with, especially without Ben Cunnington, uh, a lot younger than ours. So, like, say they're, they're top 10 players, per se, younger than our top 10. Perhaps. I, I haven't done – I haven't had a look at it and, and seen what's going on. But it's potentially the what happened. Um, but I don't think – but I think the average age across the group, it's a bit of a nothing number as well, isn't it? Because they've got Todd Goldstein, who's like 45, and he averages out, you know, 45. someone in their 20s. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, I think – Look, I was pleased with the maturity of the performance um, to come back from what in previous years we probably would have dropped that game. We probably, mm. probably would have let North Melbourne stay in the game, given them enough of a sniff and been uh, poor enough with the ball that they would have rolled over the top of us late. Or we would have given the opportunity for a poor umpiring decision or some, some controversy to cost us the game, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally I totally um, agree. I mean, we'd be remiss not to mention Zach Merritt, 39 possessions, continuing on his merry way. Same with Darcy Parrish, 34 again. Heppel, really good return from a couple of weeks off with a hand injury. Mm. So um, to be third in our possession getters uh, with 17 kicks, some great metres gained, 536 metres gained, So, um, which is actually the top for the team. Really great return. And I think... Uh, I think is really um, starting to recapture some form after two very interrupted years. Yeah, I always thought he played as a midfielder unnecessarily. Mm. Uh, or maybe it was necessary at the time, but I, I always thought he's he, – when he started, he was so good off halfback. And he's, he's shown that again. He, I think he's just a natural halfback. That's his spot. He's not – he was good enough to play midfield. Um but I think he's just a he's just a half bat. It's just his position. He's very he's very Luke Hodge at Brisbane esque, right? At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just composed with the ball. He's not making a lot of mistakes with the ball in hand anymore. He seemed to have picked up the pace of the game. And and frankly, we don't need him in the midfield anymore. With, no, we with don't. Darcy Parrish coming on, we don't need Heppel to be that player. He can he can sit across the halfback line and play that quarterback role. That really the first of, of those players was Andrew McLeod all those years ago, putting your playmakers on on the halfback line, and and that's that's a role that Dyson Heppel can really. I mean, he's got quite a number of years to go, but really make his own and finish his career in really well. Yeah, well, I, I, he, I mean, I never saw him as a he doesn't his his weapons his kick and his footy IQ, mm. um, so he's not overly strong and he's not overly quick mm. um, and I think to be a midfielder you have to have something that you like you know uh, Merritt for example he's got pace he's got a great kick uh, Parrish is a bit of a he's a bit of an old ball but just just knows how he's to just play clean. He's just, just really clean yeah um, Heppel I, I don't he's yeah wasn't he was clean but not to the level of, of the Parrish was displaying Um and you know, not strong, not far, I mean, strong, but not you know, like a Paddy Cripps or something. Not like Hercules. That. Not where it was, you know, a genuine weapon. Uh, but I, I think like his strengths are so much better utilized at halfback. Mm. So he's fantastic. Um, and I also think Zach Merritt. He he's having a fantastic year, but it's been it's obviously been outshone by Darcy Parrish's performances statistically, but I actually think the impact on the game, aside from Anzac Day, Merritt's had the, a bigger impact on the game. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great to have both of them, right? Absolutely. Oh, totally, yeah. Like, they're really forming a, a nice tag team, a nice Batman and Robin, or, uh, you know, just a great little duo that... that um, that teams need to try and stop. It's it's diff- It's been a long time since we've had 
two out-and-out gun midfielders that the opposition have to try and stop. And then you throw in McGrath with some getting some composure back and you throw in a shield and suddenly that's a, that's a quite a strong midfield now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. and you to see how they'll develop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, i trying to think who else you got rolling through there, but, you know, you got pinch hitters in Langford and uh, Cox on the wing and Ham on the wing. Durham on the wing. <laughs> but, yeah, no, no, I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah, and, you know, obviously Stringer pinch hitting through there at centre bounces and whatnot. So, yeah. So just quickly before we take a break, I want to touch on two things. Um, number one, I think Sammy Draper's kicking potentially could become a very big problem. Um, he's missed another sitter. He just is – it needs to be worked on. You, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's funny at the moment and he's, he's still a developing ruckman and he has so many other attributes, but that's not something that you want to let continue. It's going to end up being to, costly one day. Yeah, he yeah. needs to work on his kicking. You cannot afford to have your star ruckman not be able to kick the football. And, you know, it's funny. He's a ruckman. Ha-ha, ruckman can't kick. But it, that's not – he needs to work on that. And the club – I'm sure the club's identified it, but it, he needs to turn his kicking like Job did from a weakness to a strength. Um, it's it's not good enough. Um, but I'm loving everything else about Sammy Draper, but that kicking, it needs to change. Um, and I was really happy with Archie Perkins backing up again. Again, another nine-possession game, but he just seemed to, like Durham, seemed to be around it more, seemed to make things happen when he was near the football. Mm, he's another one you can add into that. Sorry, Laura. And I was going to say, he, had a, he did have a really good impact with not many possessions. Yeah, I think it's when he gets the ball, he's really dangerous. Like, he's just got that unexpected factor that this guy could break three tackles and, and do something. Mm. Um, he's probably not that stage of his career yet, but he's another one you add into that mix of, of midfielders that you just go, oh, hang on, there's a, there's a fair fair bit of depth there. Um, mm. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's anyway. like a... Um, a Greg Viserka, you know, a man of few words, but when he does use the words, they're quality. Archie Perkins with the with the football. <laughs> Drawing a long bow, very uh, long bow, and, and a very niche reference there. I'm not sure yes. anyone would understand that. Uh, I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> That's your future staring you in the face, Maddie. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so why don't we take a little bit of a break, team, and then when we come back, we'll have a look forward uh, to the game against GWS. So before the break, obviously, we were having a chat about the most irrelevant, the game against the most irrelevant football club in the history of the AFL. The Kanga, uh, I will Kanga, now, Kanga, Roo, Roo, Roos. I will team. now forget about them until <laughs> we play them again next year. Um, and we look ahead to, really, another very, very important game in the context of our season, uh, the GWS Giants, vying for that position in finals, just like we are. And I'm pleased to say that now that we're sitting in eighth position, this spot is ours to lose. It is, yeah, and they're at a really vulnerable spot because they got a few out. Uh, their captain is who they remind me sort of not us last year, but yeah, there's a, a lot of things uh, around them. They just seem to be falling to pieces, and you just think it's the the Titanic is sinking. Um, Toby Green's yeah. out too, isn't he? Potentially, it depends on, on when he gets out of quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he was injured last time we played, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he didn't play. He didn't play last time. Yeah, yeah. I think they got a few. They have a few out. So, mm. having said that, they took it up to Sydney for a half or a little bit over. For a quarter, so. they smashed him in the first quarter, and then oh, and then Sydney just went. Then the fadeaway was really poor. I think they're gettable. I, I think. They are nothing like the team GWS of, of three years ago. I think they are. They remind me a lot of Essendon between two thousand and four and two thousand and sort of seven eight, maybe even even longer than that, 
when um, certainly towards the end of Sheedy's era, when we were just trying to hang on to finals, but really needed to to gut the place and rebuild. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They seem to, you know, we think, oh, they're done. You know, the stars are this. They're all walking out, and then they just draft some gun. Like, it's just who's this guy? And then bang, he's a gun. Mm. Um, so they, like, full credit to their list management. They seem to just find um, plays out of nowhere. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, look, I, I, I agree. They're not. They're we're, they're in that boat of fighting for seven or eight. Um, mm that a few of us are in. So if, yeah, if we're serious about playing finals, this is certainly a team we have to beat. I mean, you have to beat any team this time of year, but uh, oh, actually we don't need to beat the Bulldogs at, at this stage. But um, <laughs> Why particularly I, just the Bulldogs? We don't need Well, to like they're a team, like you're probably going to lose it, but the team, like. I gotcha. The yard yeah. games where you're thereabouts and you need to see where you're at. Uh, I think we're done with yards. I think we know where we're at now. But like the Bulldogs, so in most of the predictions, you you lose that one, right? But in if you want to play finals, like it's like, no, you got to beat these teams. It would be very yeah. Essendon to beat the Bulldogs and lose this game. No, I wouldn't say that. We we team tend to have we've had close ones in recent years, and we've been very unlucky in the last couple of years with some. Uh, very dodgy decisions late. So I, I think we're on par with GWS. The difference between us and GWS is we're on the way up and they're on the way down. So their their assured performances, their their reliable players are the players that are getting closer to thirty, whereas our reliable play we're in the opposite trajectory. So if we just miss finals, that's not a big thing for us. If we sneak in and lose in the first week. That's actually fine for us, but this is still the core of the team that played in the grand final two years ago. Mm, it's a long way up, and it is a very, very quick way down, isn't it? In football, mm. very true. Mm. And I think I think they're gettable. I think I don't I don't fear any part of their team as being that much better than ours. I don't think their forward line. Is, is better than our back line. I think our back line has their measure. I think on their day, their midfield is very, very good, but I think we can match them now, whereas in the past I would say that their midfield would run all over us. And um, I think potentially their back line's a bit stronger than our forward line, but not by much. It's a very close game. It's very, very even coming up this week. Mm. Mm. Well, considering there was, what, a point between us last time, that would... Uh... Probably tell you, yeah, this time it will be just as uh, equally as close. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. See, sorry. We're keeping you up, Maddie. We're boring you. Is that the problem? Ah, oh. oh. yeah. You're all, uh, you're all nuffies. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. but if we look at our run home, right, we've got GWS and then the two, the two tough games, which I think if we want to play finals, we have to win one. And that's Sydney and or Western Bulldogs. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's that gives us enough, doesn't it? Assuming yeah. all the other results go the way we want. That's yeah. right. That's right. Assuming we're assuming that we beat Gold Coast and we're assuming that we beat Collingwood, which we may not do. But and and the reason I think we get over one of Sydney or the Bulldogs is because that's our last opportunity to really make a statement as a developing team to say, yep, we can beat the good sides. Um, but we've got to get over GWS first. Mm. Yeah. No, we, it's four of the next five. We've got to win. So, mm. um, yeah, no, we got, it's simple as that, isn't it? We've, we've got to, um, we've got to win. We've got to win. <laughs> as you do every, it's funny. We've got a lot of cliches in football. Like we've really got to win this week. Like, mm-hmm. well, you have to do that every week. Football is such a cliche just in general, isn't it? It is. Like everything it is. about it is just, yeah, so cliched. Well, where do you see them um, beating us? Where do we lose this game? Firstly, their song is much better than ours, so we're already starting off in the <laughs> loss. song's terrible. Because um, when they come out, come on, those drums and the like, do, 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 do. <laughs> Quality. It's one of the best songs in the AFL. But aside from that, I bring big sound from the west of the town. 
You can make it into a bit of a remix as well. Isn't that what happened when they went down? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they do that when the Giants made the the grand final? Uh, Probably, yeah. I think uh, there's always some uh, clown who likes to remix the song into a Melbourne Bounce uh, (laughs) remix. Um, But aside aside from that. But, but. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're really losing the plot, aren't we? (laughs) <laughs> we definitely are. Um, I yeah. feel like their forward line might be a bit stronger than ours. If Toby Green's playing, he's a forward, isn't he? Mm. Ho- no, our backline's strong. Yeah, our backline's back real good. strong. It's really good. We've got a good, good backline. And uh, remember that kicking goals doesn't win games, milking the clock does. So it doesn't matter about the forwards. What's yet another very obscure niche reference that none of our listeners will understand. I, I still don't understand and I know where it came from and I don't know what it means. I suppose we have to explain, don't we? We might. Uh, well, my my brother, he has a, he, he has a good friend. Uh, his name is Stan. Uh, and he, Stan is a, he's a Colin supporter actually, but he goes to the uh, football with his his cousin, uh, who one day it was a, it was a close game. Uh, I think someone said, "All right, we need to get another goal here." And uh, Stan's cousin then proceeded to say, "Kicking goals don't win games. <laughs> Milking the clock does." Uh, and that's one of the all time <laughs> quotes there. It was not that funny, but. Um, Guess you had to be there, hey. Sort of. Oh well, I wasn't there, but either uh, was I. But you know, I mean, for the great for the podcast listeners. material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, th- continue. so you, you go. No, I was going to say. I, I think it just comes down to execute. Like, if if we're going to sort of show up with the same effort and energy that we did on the weekend, uh, we, we could, are done. We could get hurt a little bit more than we did on Saturday. Mm. So I think I that's where. That's where the game is is won and, and lost. Is, if is, the boys are up and about, unlike Matthew is at this point in time, they've got a good chance. They've got to bring the energy. The, the one thing I want from this game is someone, maybe Sam Draper, to absolutely polax Jeremy Finlayson. Why okay. Jeremy Why? Finlayson? He's not the one. He is the one. Is he? He's the one who elbowed Merritt in the head. And are you sure it was Finlayson, wasn't it? Someone else? No, it wasn't Himmelberg. It was Finlayson. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you said it was Himmelberg. Yes, someone needs to go at him, like, in the first 10 seconds of the game, like um, Matthew Lloyd on Brad Saul style. Yeah. And then a huge brawl erupts, <laughs> and then who cares what happens for the rest of the game? Yeah. Well, I do. I care. Footy. Yeah. Footy. Yeah. 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 Um, I was thinking more a uh, Dermot, uh, what happened to Dermot Burden in the uh, 1980-something grand final. A few broken ribs. Yeah, but no, nah, oh, I, I think that's come out of the game and you, you'd get a big big suspension there. I'm not mm. sure who we'd want to put up as sort of our, what are they called in hockey? Yeah, I know who it would be. It would be Sam Draper. It'd be Tom Cutler, but he, he would never, <laughs> all right. he, would, he would never, he would never do that. He just, he'd be too scared of the body contact. Oh, Laura, you're what? just, you're a nut. Why? <laughs> Don't you think I'm just? You said not, that with such confidence. Yeah, it that would he, be him that, because he's got the no. same. I'll tell you why. Because he looks like he's come straight out of the '80s with that mullet and the moustache. And why would you want your star ruckman to, to miss weeks? Out. Your big banana head. <laughs> well, because he's showing heart. He's showing spirit. Oh. He's building something for his future. He's building a name for himself. If Never you podcast if again. You don't put like some kind of you know building inspiration and music behind that. I'll be extremely disappointed. Mm. Well, team, seems well, we've all lost the plot. <sighs> I, I expect uh, I expect a win on the weekend. I think we're better than GWSR, and um, I agree. And I think we just continue marching towards finals. I'll be very very disappointed if we don't win. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Google Podcasts, Podbean. Uh, you can follow us on Instagrams. Google at- Podcasts. Is Google Podcasts even a thing? Apple yeah. Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Go- that's my app that I use to listen to podcasts. Oh, that's because you, you, you don't have an iPhone. That's why. Yeah. I ah, yeah, of course. Okay. 
Oh, there you go. Uh, Google Sorry, Podcasts. there you go. You can also find us on Google Podcasts. Um, he is correct. Follow us on Instagram at the Donfather Pod. Uh, great suggestion by our only fan, Three Meter Peter. The tier list for the players, and I think that's something we'll keep in our back pocket for our end of season review. Um, don't follow us. Don't. Do don't it. follow us. Don't. Just, don't waste your time. That's right. Never, never, never return to listen to this show ever Stop again. It. We've <laughs> only got one listener. You can't tell them not to follow us. Like then what? Oh no, no, no. Keep, keep Three Meter, our uh, main man. But if you if you're in fifty fifty, just don't. don't Look, if us. you've got this far into this episode, then I'm pretty sure you're committed to the cause because I don't know that anyone would have stuck around for this long. Mm. No, it's been good. Our most entertaining for sure. Absolutely, because mm. I'm back. I'm back. Well, team, thanks for joining me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thanks for listening. And until next time. Go bombing. Go dance. Go dance.